Have I ever told you my like Zodiac thing about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I have this like thing. <laughs> oh, I have this kind of like, okay, so I think that the turtles is like astrology for boys and <laughs> that I think that of like the 90s, like the, of the for 90s. Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I think I think every boy is just like a turtle right. like one of like the, of they represent the, you you the say four this, turtles are the four boys right that every boy is one of those turtles right basically we, we played this just when I, the people i was playing this with the other night we immediately went that it was like are you a raft yeah. who's the raft here who's the mikey yeah and one exactly. of the people playing one of the people playing said i mean no one's a donatello and i had to say hi uh <laughs> Uh, patron saint of Donatello yeah, here. Yeah. Your, your <laughs> chart local is Donatello. Full of Donatello. Okay, you've got Sun Donatello. You've got Moon Donatello. Like we put your chart in, and it's Donatello up and down. I have never met a more Donatello guy than right. you, Matt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a uh, yeah. I and I, you know what? I come by it honestly. As a child, of course, I liked Mikey the most. Like, of course, as a child, you like. Mikey the most. I think all kids like Mikey or Raph. That's it. You like Mikey yeah. or you like Raph. Right. Nobody likes uh, Donatello or Leonardo. No, I'm going to push are, back. You are Leonardo or Donatello. No, I, I disagree. I think a lot of people like Donnie. Um, Donnie is great because Donnie doesn't have... Like, Donnie has a less specific role uh -huh. in the crew, uh -huh. which means he's a little bit of a buddy to everybody. That's the thing that people don't understand about Donnie, right. is Donnie in this group is everybody's bestie, because right. Leo's the leader, so that carries with it its own boring responsibility. Sure. Raph is the rival, so he's obnoxious. Mikey is the fun party guy, but he's that's too, that's a specific thing as well. Donnie just does machines, you know what I mean? Right. So, like... Donnie is the nerd at the the beating heart at the center of the turtle's social circle. <laughs> all right. I think do not underestimate yeah. Donnie. Yeah, he does machines, but also he does his friends. Yeah. You know? He and does his friends. Interesting. That's what I mean. That's that's exactly it's what hard I mean. To, by it's that. hard to top cool but rude, you know? I don't know. Cool I don't but know how rude. You, yeah, I don't know how you top just being cool but rude. I don't know. I don't like Raph. I feel like I got a little bit of Raph in my chart, and I, I'm telling you, I'm, I, I don't like it. That's the part of myself I don't like. You know what I mean? Like, I think I'm a, I'm a, a Mikey moon sign, but uh -huh. with a, Ra, a Raph like sun sign, if you know what I'm saying. And I like, because, you know, in, in the regular astrology, I'm a Scorpio. And if you've ever read anything about Scorpios, nope. it'll be like the horoscope will be like, you're powerful. But you're insane and crazy and you'll kill somebody you know what i mean like it's like whoa please don't you're it, it'll be like you're very loyal uh -huh. but you will manipulate others into right. destroying themselves and it's just like who wants to be this <laughs> nobody wants to be a scorpio let's go Hello and welcome to Old Gamers Almanac, uh, where we rank every video game every week at a time. My name is Matt Martins, and I am not cool, but I am rude. And joining me is Hunter Donaldson. Yeah, and I eat pizza. Is that one of the ones? <laughs> is that one of the ones? <laughs> 
It's really funny you say that because we were playing this and uh, one of the people I was playing this with just kept saying, which one's the one that eats pizza? Which which one of these guys? I want to play the one that eats the pizza. Who's eating the pizza? Who eats the pizza? Um, we're actually doing at my, um, I, I do a weekly movie night on Monday nights here at my apartment. Yeah. Um, come check it out. Uh, no, wait, you can't. Um, but uh, the theme this month is food and family. Whoa. Um, which is like, because we just did two months of horror movies sure. only. We did spooky September and ooky October. Um, <laughs> and we decided to cool off from that. Um, and so this, this month, uh, the theme is food and family. And my first thought was the turtles. Mm-hmm. My first thought was like, them boys is a family and they eat pizza. Yep. Done. Yeah. Theme satisfied. Also that first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the one they made in like the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah has this really weird scene that I think about all the time where they're all, like, sad. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, about? yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, Raph is, like, crying in a bathtub. Right. And then it cuts to Donatello, or, or Leonardo, I forget which one, and uh, he says a line, and the face looks like it's saying a different line. Like, the fa- this is this is not going to work in an audio format, but the face sort of glitches out and just does, like, a bunch of crazy <laughs> things. And Donnie goes splinter like that <laughs> just like that <laughs> so yeah i want to watch that movie because i don't i feel like that i don't remember that like i i want to re-experience that scene because that was weird yeah it was weird that they put that in a turtles movie yeah you know like the turtles were big business back then right and they just have 15 minutes of this movie where they're all like sad and moping i about, love and those movies like, yeah. man i love those yeah movies. Oh, well i know you love those movies yeah. i know you're all about yeah it. today we're talking about tmnt teenage mutant ninja turtles and this one is shredder's revenge the recent nostalgic reboot of the classic beat-em-ups there was an nes one that everybody loved there were some arcade things that are i don't know which came first i I assume the arcade cabinets came first and then they made them for like nes and then there's a turtles in time which is the one i think even more people play that might not be true everybody's played a different tmnt it looks like but right i grew up with turtles in time on the super nintendo and i I loved that game, but also I never understood beat-em-ups in terms of, like, mechanically, right? I never, right. I play, and I played a decent number of beat-em-ups as a little kid, even though I never understood them and never got very far in most of them. I played a lot of Double Dragon. I played a little mm-hmm. bit of Final Fight. I played, uh, I've played X-Men in the arcade, and then yeah, I yeah. played a lot, a lot, a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Yeah, um, I I feel like I pl- I mean I played those. I did not play Final Fight actually. Um, I always hated Double Dragon, uh, and I did not like Battle Toads either. Um, I didn't like the really mean ones. Right. I I loved Streets of Rage. I played a lot of Streets of Rage two and a lot of Streets of Rage three, um, and then a lot of Turtles in Time. Yeah. Um, and I even played the what do they call the Genesis version of Turtles in Time? It has like a different title, but it's basically like the same game. It even has like sort of the same soundtrack, but it's like with uh, with the Genesis sound chip instead. Um, it's called, I feel like it's the called Hyperstone like, Heist. Yeah, the Hyperstone Heist. Uh, I played a little bit of that. Uh, it's pretty cool in that you're getting the same soundtrack with the different chips, so yeah. you can like kind of listen to listen to one and then go to the other. It's uh, it's it's pretty fun. Um, they're they're just they're good silly beat 'em ups. They're they're just right. like about being wacky and having a great time and eating, you know, grabbing the pizza power up <laughs> and spinning around and all the funny noises that they make. You yeah. know, like it's it's got a lot of good sound stuff in yeah. there. The, you know? the beginning of every level is like a, a an immediately takes me back. 
uh, Big Apple, stuff like that. You know, yeah. all of those things. Just, just there is a there's like a guttural quality to those sounds that are just like, yep, yeah, I know, like shell shock, yeah, yeah, like it's just like there's so many little moments, yeah, you know, uh, it's, yeah, it's it's a delightful game, and this was essentially a project to just relive uh, it, it, hunter and i are sitting here sort of waxing nostalgic about it and this game is an ode to us it is yeah hey remember you really loved those games and you thought they were kind of funny and you were a kid uh right. here this is this one's for you kid uh because this uh turtles in time was very specifically rebooted uh remade in the aughts probably or maybe the early 2010s as a xbox live arcade game uh called turtles on time reshelled and mm -hmm. um but it was very specifically made as a like what if we could get kids that are currently into teenage ninja turtles into this game again it was released right. in 2009 and it was in the art style of the tmnt show that was currently running at that time on nickelodeon which is like I don't know, nothing I've ever been into, but, you know, who knows? Kids are into TMNT these days. It's probably fine. Right. But this game is very specifically like, did you watch the animated TMNT in the yeah. 90s? Did you, did you like that stuff? This game is very specifically for that. Um, so it's just a nostalgia trip. Yeah, and that's a really wise choice that they make uh, in getting all of the voice cast of the 90s mm -hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Um, I really liked when they did that with the Arkham uh, series of right. Batman games of getting the Batman the Animated Series cast essentially back together yeah. in order to just like re-experience those performances but in a new context. Just It's kind of an interesting way to like say goodbye to these performances. Now I will say like, you know, Batman the Animated Series has like Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> you know, that, those are well, like, so some interesting performances. To get and back. this ain't quite that, but there's a lot right. of cool voice actors that are involved with this. Absolutely, project. but also the Arkham series is also like being its own distinct thing. So it's like it feels right. nostalgic, but it also feels new and like you yeah. know it's got its own story to tell happening. whereas yeah. this yeah. is like it's a new story like shredder's revenge is a specifically new story we're not just like rebooting turtles in time or something but right. it is so so much just trying to beat you over the head with like remember how this felt back in the day and i think that is also done mechanically although i might be talking out of my butt here because here's the problem with me and beat-em-ups as a kid is i only ever rented these games i only yeah. rented basically all games and the problem with fighting games and beat-em-ups and a lot of games uh, of this era super nintendo and stuff is when you rent a game you don't get the manual you don't bring the manual home you don't get to have access to that and this is sort of a pre-internet you know looking up a pdf of the manual right and right. the manual of these games is where they tell you how to do like all of the specific moves and stuff like how mm -hmm, to the, right. how to actually play the game that's yeah. all in the manual which means i grew up not knowing there was like a way to do things correctly in this game i it was just like a button mm -hmm. masher it was just try to punch every once in a while your guy grabs a guy and maybe you can throw them towards the screen if you're lucky everything felt right. completely random and this is true of all beat-em-ups for me i just never knew how to play any beat-em-ups 
even until quite recently, like we went to Arcadia not that long ago and we played some X-Men and I still in that was like, I don't, I mean, I don't know what the heck I'm doing here. I'm just going to keep smash and punch and kick and super move and all of that stuff. But, but with no awareness of like, how do I pull off specific maneuvers? And the first thing this game does is loads you in and says, hey, here's all the moves. It sort of, yeah. it sort of drowns you in all of the moves it wants you to know how to do. And it's it's hard to like instantly remember them, but it's very easy to call up the move list. You can hit start at any time and pull up. It wants you to know how to play it. It's, it's it, within the game, which is I think a modern thing and just wasn't a thing in the 90s and, and in in this era that you didn't have tutorials in game basically yeah. well it also it it needs to load you up with the moves because it's not meticulously right. going to test your knowledge of each mechanic it's right. not one of those types of game Mm-mm. games where it's like here's this enemy type so we're going to teach you how to do exactly this move it's a little bit goofier than that yes. i would say and it's a little bit more interested in just having a good time right away right you know right yeah yeah i mean because there's a certain extent where you don't have to know all of those moves the game can be quite easy uh we played yeah. it in story mode on normal difficulty which there's two modes first off there's story mode and arcade mode and story mode is already sort of like we know you want to make sure you get through sort of the whole game so it just yeah. already feels easier there's very it's it's not very limited on lives and stuff like that Right. And then even within story mode, you can change up the difficulty. I almost think we should have played on hard because the three of us certainly just sort of steamrolled through the game yeah. without even us being, you know, beat em up geniuses or anything. But it was right. it was great classic couch co-op fun, which is like three idiots just sort of like, oh, wait, if you stop. OK, wait, wait, uh, the boss. OK, the boss is about to hit everyone back up. All right. And then like you wait for the boss to do the thing. And then mm-hmm. everyone's like, OK, now charge, jump on him, everyone. Go, 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 go. But it's like there's right. not actually it's not like an MMO raid where everyone has a role and we're doing things really specifically mechanically. It's like uh, amoeba soccer when when toddlers are playing soccer and everyone just totally. charges the ball. That's what we were doing. But it just felt together. It felt like, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though we're stupid there's at least a, a minor level of awareness that the game is trying to get us to do specific things. And and so certainly the game seems like it could get much, much harder than that if you wanted it to be. But also I liked that it was uh, incredibly approachable because they know you just have the nostalgia for this. You just want to play this thing. It's a party game. Yes. Is what it is. Right. Um, and that's what the... And honestly, not to throw any shade at, at the forebearers, but maybe... Turtles in Time was a little too hard. Yeah. You know, like definitely. It, it makes me feel like maybe the turtles should have always been like the really easy beat em up that you're just supposed to play with your buddies and have a great time with. Right. And maybe that was the vision at certain points. I remember the thing about Turtles in Time, I guess I can't say it's too hard though, because my big thing about Turtles in Time is the first game that I ever completed, mm. like in my whole life. I remember, because it's weird. I don't know why I noted it. In my head, I was like, had all these Super Nintendo games, uh, and I had these NES games as well. That the NES games were like impenetrable to me. Like right. playing the original Legend of Zelda when I was a kid, that was very hard. Right. Mario, I remember the jump that I could not complete as a child <laughs> um, in World Eight or whatever. Or it's, I think it's eight two or eight one. I don't know. I don't remember. But there's this jump. Couldn't do it. Right. All right. right. Had to become an older person in order to complete that jump. Um, and then when it came to the Super Nintendo games, I was like, maybe I have a better shot of completing one of these. Mega Man X could not quite do it yeah, when I was a child. Right. Uh, Super Mario World. It was almost like too much stuff in Super Mario World. Like yeah. my, my brain could, would get lost in, in that game. Um, although I do think I completed that before 
we got to the next era of yeah. games. But Turtles in Time, I was like, I love the Turtles, and I, I, this is just like a grind it out, yep. beat them up game. Um, and for a kid, yeah, probably pretty challenging. For an adult, it's probably of the less challenging beat em ups, but like it's still a Super Nintendo game. It's pr- it's 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 probably Hard pretty enough. rough. I, well, don't know. I haven't the, played it in a long time. The classic thing with at least Turtles in Time and maybe more beat em ups is just the idea of your verticality on the screen was yeah. wildly too tight. Like was so weird. You could be like a couple pixels shy of hitting an enemy. And it would you, you would swear to God you were hitting that enemy and you were not on the yeah. right plane to do it. That's where the difficulty it just was like a jankiness to it, basically. Yeah, I've always wanted to play this beat 'em up game called uh, the Ninja Warriors again, or or the Ninja Ninja Warriors Return. I don't remember what it's called, but it's this uh, it's this side scrolling beat 'em up where you just the whole concept is that you can't move up and down oh because God. that's dumb. Right. So it's so bad, don't actually you just like. <laughs> It, it, it's so when i see like video of it i'm like dang that looks like a good beat-em-up they probably all should have been like that because it's just you walk across the screen and you can like duck or jump and it uh-huh. actually looks like as opposed to something like the turtles in this game and in the old games there's like a little bit of strategy and forethought like yeah. the action is a little more like i'm actually thinking about what i'm doing you right. know i'm not just like you know i'm not just spamming buttons and and doing every move that i think works and then you know going from there but you know i don't know it's fun for just the whole screen to light up and crazy things to happen and then your one buddy's really bad at it you know or like that was me hey it's me every single level this game gives someone an award and every single level i mean at least 12 of the levels it was like hey donatello you got hit the most (laughs) good job buddy Oh, buddy, buddy. But you know I'm what? You know that. what's great about it though is because this game is not that hard and designed to be funny. The we haven't talked about the art yet. We will for sure. But like yeah, we're gonna. this game is 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 being beloved by the people playing yeah. it. You can't play it and not be loving it. Which means I in in a rare case for me, I got to suck at this game and think that was hilarious. Who cares? Yeah. You know, good, my friends are, are kicking butt at it, and I get to just go soak damage and every once in a while hit a button. Who, who, like, it just didn't matter, and it we were burning through the game anyways. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's not something that knocked it for me. I, it, it makes me not want to play it by myself, like, ever. Right, uh, but right. That I think is true, even aesthetically, not not just in a difficulty factor. I just don't think this game would be fun if you're not laughing with a friend at the stuff that's going on. Yeah, I wonder when people reviewed this game, did they review it like playing with a with on a couch with a bunch of other people, or right. did they play the single player experience? Because I remember watching when this when this game came out. I remember watching like an IGN review of it or mm. something like. You know, sometimes I'll click on those things because it's just like, I just want to see the game, you know, and then you hear the narration and you're like, oh, um, but I was watching a review and like all the gameplay that was up was of the single player experience. And I think the reviewer still gave it like a positive review, but that was a little bit puzzling to me. Yeah, because this game is really trying to push you to play with your friends. Yep. And it's attractive to there. There are some people that um that don't necessarily live in my house that come to my house that were magnetized mm-hmm. to shredder's revenge in a way that they were not 
to like other video games that they've seen right. being played, you know, at my apartment. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty cool. So like, just like random people are yeah. just down to play this game. Well, and I think they see how like silly it is. Yes. And they're like, I can play that. That's something playable for me. It's got like four points of hooks. Like it's got four separate hooks to it. With the first yeah. is just like you were kind of a gamer as a kid. You played beat em ups in general, and you know this is a beat em up. Yeah. Ooh, you probably want to play this game. You specifically played Turtles in Time or TMNT on the NES or in the arcade. You want to mm -hmm. you want to relive that specific thing. Okay, there's number two. Number three is you just liked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoons as a kid. You didn't play any games, yeah. but you liked no, the cartoons, right. yeah. and this is hooking you in the comedy and the cartoon aspect. And the fourth is you don't know any of that stuff, but you see that they've got this weird sort of ninja character standing yeah. behind the counter at a cafeteria serving you a hot dog, and then he jumps out and you kick his butt. Also yeah. great. Funny. Hilarious little game. Might as well give it a try. The comedy has actually been, I think, really dialed in on this game in a yes. way that actually the old games didn't quite have uh -uh. a lock on. Right. Um, so I would say, yeah, it, I don't think the turtles have ever been more charming yeah. than they are in Shredder's Revenge. Or or maybe I shouldn't say the turtle. Well, the, we'll get to April. Uh -huh. We should talk about April for a while uh -huh. <laughs> um, because I think April is the 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 best like pixel work yes. i've ever seen as far as pixel art and as far as like creative hilarious mm -hmm. like move set yep. like april is out here punching people with her microphone yeah. she she had she spawns like a a giant camera rig yeah. out of nowhere and will spin around and swing it at people like a hammer like, toss with her camera a camera it's toss it's ridiculous yeah. it's ridiculous and it's so much uh it's so much fun in that way god this game is really is this game is a good time and it's yeah. it's it's a it's a party of a game yep yeah and it's not that long uh it's 16 levels but we beat it in two to three hours i think um, yeah you can really churn through it you, fast. you can get like, through it very very fast and I, now i haven't done like a bunch of replaying it yet but they they are sort of fishing for you to have reasons to keep playing there's upgrades yeah. your characters get better there's more moves you can get as you play the game more like you have a super move basically but you can get more supers as you level up and you get more health there's a reason to want to play it on a harder difficulty because your characters are improving so it's like well obviously i could easily take on a harder difficulty because my you know all of my characters are so much better there's a lot there's like a million unlockables it seems like although i don't know how many of them really matter if you beat the game one time you unlock casey the hockey guy right. the guy with the hockey yeah, mask yeah, yeah, uh, yeah you also start the game casey with being Jones. able to play as a splinter as well uh so they've really they they are invested in you know more than just the turtles as characters and they want you to to kind of relive all of them and it just seems like the the vibe i have of this game is that i i don't have a drive to be a completionist with it but mm -hmm. it does give me a reason to if we happen to have a group of people together and we're just sort of looking for something to do i can suggest shredder's revenge and not only can we just sort of like replay the story but i can still also get something kind of new out of this next playthrough you know maybe yeah. it's my yeah. third time bringing it to the party but the people at the party it's their first or second time but we all can kind of get something out of it because i'm i'm getting a little bit of progression enough to just like keep me interested so it's not hooking me as a desire to completionist the game but it's giving me a little bit of juice on my replay to make me still be a little infatuated with it yeah yeah i mean and i also think that because so many people 
are interested in this IP or yep. in, interested in being nostalgic about the turtles right, right. now, right. Um, I think that you're going to find people that are going to want to play this with you. I was a little bit in, we're going to compare it maybe to some other games uh, that have come out recently that sort of have this same type of hook. Yep. Um, there were like two years ago, um, Streets of Rage 4 came out, which was a great nostalgia project of just like, what if there was just another Streets of Rage game? Yep. Um, super fun, really liked it. Had like nobody to play it with. I'm over right. here just a Genesis kid, just like without, you know, with no buddies, with no friends that want to go <laughs> into that world with me. Um, and I'm sure I would have had a really great time had they had they done that. But yeah, the Turtles brings people together. Yeah. Um, so that's a real, like, I would say advantage this game has. As far as like the hooks and replaying it, Matt, I do want to say, I don't think any of that stuff tracks is really going to compel me to, to go to go back in interesting it it, some of it seems a little bit like like you can't really get me with cosmetic stuff anyways sure um a lot of the like character advancement stuff i don't i didn't really feel like it was that kind of game you know it was like it felt like it was kind of trying to push itself in that sure direction of like this is a game where your your character gets better and advances and i was almost like well i hope that's not a big deal because i kind of just want to play whatever character i want to play you know what i mean like i'm switching around i want to see all the animations i was way more attracted to like um april and and master splinter than i even was the normal turtles just because i was excited to see what they had come up with for these characters that they didn't have anything uh they didn't have any nostalgia animation to go off of yeah um as a uh, opposed to the actual turtles, which you know we've seen them do things in Turtles in Time that you're kind of seeing echoed again right. in this game. Right. Um, well, let's. Can we talk a bit more about that art? Then we talked about like the game is funny, but like literally even just as a pixel art achievement, yeah, this game is nuts. At how yeah, evocative really it is. The yeah. sprite work is in sane they're not very big but they i mean they are balloonish cartoons they are so like uh just just insane in how much they can sort of evoke in terms of comedy and and everything else um and that that goes for like everything in the game that's that's the bosses that's just your your standard uh foot clans all over the place um and i just think that there's uh so there's so much good stuff to look at the worlds um are great I think one part I was minorly if I had a if I had a knit to pick it right. would be at times you can see where they had to um be careful on the budget basically you know obviously mm-hmm. this has like a huge art budget like there's people doing master class pixel work but there's only so much time and resources they're allowed to dedicate to that so right. you know one thing for me the turtles in time is amazing because you do about what three or four levels before you start doing the time part and then it's like whoa prehistoric and cowboys right, and, right, and the right. future and it's like really really dynamic levels whereas this one is like you're in this part of the city and then you're in that part of the city and you're over mm-hmm. there in the city and then at some point you get transported to this other place that's sort of just like uh, now it's kind of alien but it's just sort of that alien stuff and that alien stuff and it right. feels like you know, uh, uh, just a few different environments. Whereas, you know, my my nostalgia for this product is like we're gonna go to some crazy places. And on top of that, like the Foot Clan, your your primary enemies in the game. You know, the the whole point is they're like a very generic enemy type with different colors. Um, but my memory of Turtles in Time is like the different colors still had like they would come on screen with a bunch of different types of weapons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And this one, it felt like 
there were like exactly six types of foot clan and that was sort of it. it it didn't feel like there was nearly as much um enemy variety in the game because we're not going to prehistoric era and now we have to reinterpret like every Absolutely, single yeah. enemy to now be in the prehistoric era instead it's just like and there's the white type of foot clan and they do exactly this and here's the black type of foot clan and they do exactly this and the red one does this and i don't know by the end it just felt like yeah yeah, yeah i've sort of done this I, I feel like the game is great because it doesn't overstay its welcome but it, it certainly could have because by the time you finish that main storyline you're like i've seen everything these artists could kind of afford to offer me so yeah th there is i would say a lack of variety when it comes to enemy types i agree with what you're saying i do feel like what your trade-off is there a little bit as compared to like turtles in time is there's a little more like character and mm -hmm. not exactly like a real story but there's a little bit of like i just feel like the way the turtles interact with the uh, like NPCs yes. is there's a lot of room for goofiness that yeah. there isn't there isn't as much charm in the old Turtles in Time project Agreed. as compared to this yeah yeah yeah, yeah there there it's more uh it's more vertical work than horizontal work right there's a yes. few things yes. but we've done a we've done as much as we possibly can with those few things compared to oh we could have given you a lot of things but all of those things do like two exactly two actions or whatever it's like all of the sprites do a lot of very different things i think that's true um and, and it feels it makes it feel more uh like comic-y or even you know saturday morning cartoony like the whole yeah. thing invites you in even more because the whole thing is just being so sort of cartoonish and childlike uh despite being also aware of that quality like it's still mm -hmm. it's definitely a game for adults that want to play a game for kids right yeah I love all the stuff with those like frog guys mm -hmm. that I didn't even know. I don't, I, I'm not a huge, I don't re remember them from Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles if they were I, even in the cartoon right. or anything like that. But the, 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 the like kind of, I don't know, like this other gang yeah. of similar, uh, like a different amphibian, yeah. but they're also <laughs> sort of doing the same thing. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, the, uh, they're called the punk frog. They're great. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I wonder how much of this game is, like, completely new stuff. There was all sorts of enemies and characters I don't have any memory of at all, and I don't know if it's stuff that was introduced later or if it's just stuff they're introducing for this game because they wanted to. I don't know. I imagine there's probably a, a lot of weird rights battles with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles over the past 30 or so years. I, I can't imagine that's an easy IP to just, like, play around in. Um, yeah, so yeah, I would imagine it's kind of a weird one, right? Yeah, let's talk more about the these comparisons you were referencing then, because I haven't played Streets of Rage 4. I also didn't play Streets of Rage 1 through 3, but like yeah. we are in this sort of moment right now of these nostalgia products are definitely their own genre. They're becoming their yeah. own genre or whatever. You have Sonic Mania comes out and it's like this complete nostalgia product yeah. that is just like, remember the old games. And and it does this thing that I hope we see more of, which is to just kind of pick up an old series of games and sort of just say, uh, what if there was another one? Yeah. Basically, like right. what if there was, let, let's just pick up right where we left off and make a new game in that series. That's what Sonic Mania feels like. It feels like Sonic 5 yeah. or Sonic 6, I guess, depending on how you can, or I guess actually you could even say Sonic 7, whatever. Right. It's just the next Sonic game right. from the 16-bit era. And then you have Streets of Rage 4, which does that literally. That right. is just like, literally, this is the fourth 
Streets of Rage game. Right. And then now you have this. And I think what they all have in common is that they are they're mining your nostalgia, but they're also mechanically being designed by people who are like, I want to do right by that series, yeah. which we didn't get that for a long time. A lot of times we would get nostalgia products that did that either just kind of remastered the game or barely retooled it or just presented it in a much worse version. Right. Basically, my point here is that, you know, these these games are presenting you with, you know, the new version of an old franchise, but they're, it's not just a new version. There's also this kind of like generosity yeah. to the design where it feels like games that were made by fans of those series that have now grown up into game designers and now right. they want to make something that is new, pushes forward and also gives you kind of all that that kind of sweet nostalgia hook type stuff built into right. it as well. It's it's looking backwards and forwards at the same time. Yeah. I feel like that's what Sonic Mania does so well. I think Streets of Rage 4 did pretty good as well. Like it's it's not the perfect game to me, Streets of Rage 4, but it definitely does something interesting with the franchise. Yeah. Um and then and then you kind of have this as like I would say the third or I mean I'm sure there's other there's other game series that are doing this, but sure. I mean it just might not be for games that I care about. And then you have this. This I would say is a little bit like let's turn it into a party game. Let's have a lot of fun with it. That generosity though, that kind of like here's all of this content, I feel like that's not quite there mm -hmm. for me anyways. Right. It feels a little bit shallow still even though it's like i'm getting great artwork and stuff you finish the game and you're like yeah it feels like i'm done with it actually yeah unless i yeah. had a new group of people to introduce it to but me and this collection of four people or whatever we're probably right. done with this game or whatever it doesn't seem like there's a lot more to mine on the nostalgia front um something that i really like about uh this game and seemingly sonic mania although i'm, I'm speaking from your uh, what you've told me about Sonic Mania, but there is a sense to these games where what you have to do is make the game feel like what we thought the old game felt like. Yeah, because in absolutely. 1994, games had only we'd only seen you know up to this point of games. We hadn't seen more modern things. We hadn't seen you know, uh, th these little finesse points that make games a little bit more playable. TMNT is more playable than Turtles in Time. Like, it's it's just sort of a better experience. While feeling, you you could, your brain would trick itself into thinking it was exactly like Turtles in Time. Uh, right. Because everything they've done is, like, kind of under the hood. Like the example earlier, Turtles in Time is so annoying about the planes that you're attacking on. And one of the things the developers have talked openly about is, we got really generous with how the how the uh, planes felt. You, you can hit right. way up and down. You can, you can, your, your hitboxes are way larger because your memory of those games is probably not thinking as much about how annoying it was to hit stuff. And it's just thinking about like how much you liked the artwork and everything. So we made the hitting easier so that you don't get distracted by how old the games actually feel. You got to just push forward with the newness of it or whatever. And that, that is what makes like a nostalgic product actually hit is like, I think that this game felt like this back in the day, and right. I could probably prove myself wrong if I went and played the real old one, but I don't need to. I have this new one that tricks me. Absolutely. I would say there's a lot that's really evident, too, in that approach, right? So this is like, we're going to kind of 
widen the space as far as like what you're capable of and we're going to kind of give you more of a gimme whereas like if you compare it to streets of rage 4 streets of rage 4 recognizes this problem and then just kind of pairs down the spaces like in streets of rage 4 they're most of the combat is taking place in like much tighter spaces uh-huh. than the original like Genesis games would put you in so that that whole problem of going up and down and how stupid and silly that is, isn't, there's just not as much up and down to traverse. Right. Um, I agree though that it's, it's definitely a game that plays like you remember it as a child, even if you know this is not actually the game. <laughs> so that is a- absolutely uh, an achievement. Can we talk about the music a little bit? Because the music, <laughs> the music of Turtles in Time, yeah, I would say ha- casts a longer shadow for me than the yes. game ever can. Right. Um, a lot of that music is uh, hilarious and awesome. Sewer surfing is probably one of my favorite pieces of video game music of all time. And so this game is playing off of that, and it does so like with relish like mm-hmm. it knows what it's doing as far as the music is concerned and i would say it it got me really excited the yeah. music of this game i don't know if it replaced the original i don't think it can really but it's can- it's good it's good stuff let, let me draw a comparison uh the music of this game feels like a sequel to the music of the old stuff it, it in the same way that final fantasy 7 remake is this weird sequel that is like about the old game while also referencing the old game while also mm-hmm. being new this has that same sort of quality where you're like this is hilarious because they're sort of spoofing the old stuff they're they're like right. making a mockery of how ridiculous like the tmnt theme song was and all of the right. old music was but also being deeply in love with how silly all of that stuff is and just making it new and good. Like it's just also very well made and well produced and well implemented. Yeah, I, I think the music is what carries the experience of this game because it's like while you're experiencing funny sprites, you start getting invested in listening to the track that's playing on your particular level mm-hmm. and you're even getting little little sort of micro jokes in that in just how the song feels and everything yeah absolutely it's i mean it's it's a really it's a really funny album um there's like a track that's just called it's a pizza party that's pretty good um they got ghostface killer on one of the songs Insane. like it, they had a lot of fun with yeah. the music right um and it's sort of doing a different thing right because they can't they know they can't match the the chiptune excellence yes of you know sewer surfing i just want to say sewer surfing over and over to just try and encourage you sure. to have sewer surf and just I, going I, hey, right it's now. been marked it's been it's yeah. just in it <laughs> good 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 because i just thought i love that song so much if i if i wrote a, a teenage mutant ninja turtles movie like a new like a reboot yeah it would be called sewer surfing if that would be the subtitle of it would be the teenage mutant ninja turtles sewer surfing um because i don't know i just i think i personally think that if you were going to do a reboot of the, the Turtles as a movie, you should just do them as the big dumb puppets again. Yeah, like absolutely. that's what was interesting to me. That That's what was like now, anytime they bring the Turtles back, it's always as a cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's always as some sort of CG project. 
And I don't know. I just thought it was hilarious that they thought to put them in the big animatronic. Yeah. Like they're like Chuck E. Cheese yes. characters. And they're walking around New York City, and that's hilarious. It's I it want rules. That. Yeah. It's it's like in a way timeless while being extremely dated, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it dates itself real, real, real bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think um, what the, the music, like you were talking about, it can't be chiptune. What I like about the game is it's playing with the um, idea of the old version was restricted in these ways. It's on a 16-bit right. console. It can't have anything more, but what the old game had was an aspiration to have bigger stuff. Like, the, the Turtles in Time is trying to sort of look and feel like the cartoon, right? Which has mm -hmm. like a higher technological ability within it. You know, it can have real sure. music yeah, yeah. playing. It's yeah. just trying to be that. And by force of its restrictions, it gets to be this own little kind of beautiful, unique thing. But it's obviously striving for something different. And and just like we said earlier, this game is trying... Is trying to be like what you thought that old game was so in your head in 1994 you played that game and you were like yeah yeah this chiptune music kind of sounds like what this mm -hmm. song would sound like if it was played right. with real instruments and so right. this gets to be like well we'll do it with real instruments because there's no need to just like make it a chiptune thing it can be real instruments because that's what your brain thought it was as a kid that's how it felt to you then yeah and it's only now as an adult that you recognize that the mm -hmm sound chip in the super nintendo and the sega genesis is better than real music right. quote unquote <laughs> exactly. it's only now that you understand that as a kid it was all a stand-in for the real music uh -huh. that we would get someday little did you know you already had better real than real music <laughs> which is you know through surfing <laughs> but yeah uh i i love this game i do not know how we are supposed to rank it uh-huh because of really what it is. It, yeah. it fits in a very strange place. You because know, there's like, a part of me that wants to rank Turtles in Time right now. What I'm ranking a little bit is my nostalgia for Turtles in Time, which is well, not what, which what one did you is. Do you like better? Do you, what, which one do you think you like better? Do you, do you like Turtles in Time better than this, or do you like Shredder's Revenge Oh, better? no. That's I, kind of interesting. This game would absolutely replace Turtles in Time for me. Outside of the, like, I mean, I do, I do just genuinely love the like last two acts of turtles in time where we're actually going through time. That stuff is just yeah. like really great. great. But mm -hmm. as a playing experience, first off on a SNES on a standard SNES, I'm only able to do two player right right now. There is a local arcade where I could go play four player turtles in time, but mm -hmm. it's sort of busted. <laughs> it's probably I think there's like one joystick that doesn't work. So there's like, okay, I can yeah. play three player. I mean, th this is the new definitive uh, not only turtles, experience but like maybe beat em up experience for me that if i'm ever desiring to play a beat em up i would it'll be this go to this first yeah absolutely right but beat em ups are not a particularly important genre of video game <laughs> you know Which what i mean so like, weird because to me there's such a specific i mean there really was a point in time where that's kind of all i played was like either some platformers like basically some mario and beat em ups like that was it. I played beat em ups, even though I don't. I never got good at them, and I never. That's just what I rented. Like I, I literally would rent probably Turtles in Time 
and Double Dragon like every other time I went to the video rental place. And then every third time was like, okay, now I'll try something new. And then the next week, okay, but we're just going to do Turtles in Time again because I would just rather do that. And then the next week, yeah, let's just do Double Dragon again because I would just rather do that or whatever. I, I rented wow. those games so many times. Why did your parents not just buy you a copy of Turtles in Time? Because, like if you were man, renting it over and over, like that isn't, we at, owned, at, a, at a certain point, they spent enough money to nope. have bought it. We owned NBA Jam and Mario World. End of list, basically. We need to have like your parents on the podcast someday and just be like, why did you not like just recognize that, you know, you can buy the game. If you buy, like at a certain point, if you're renting games all the time, you're just kind of wasting money. I had Turtles in Time. I just had it. Mm -hmm. I could just play it anytime I wanted. Mm -mm. And then, yeah, I mean, you get you get a lot more out of it. It was a way to control when i played games i don't think specifically intentionally but it's like Mm -hmm. i didn't play that many games like during the school week to my memory but it was like on friday night we got to go rent a game we got a pizza we would go to the rental store we would get a movie and a pizza we'd watch the movie and then i'd get to spend the rest of the weekend playing my video game that i rented yeah but if i owned video games i would just be able to play video games at any time and that would rot my brain right that would do something horrible to me but if it's just a weekend activity a way to make sure i don't bother them when they're off work so that they can go read their books or play their golf instead i'm in my room playing my video game distracting myself yeah well we didn't really have television like we didn't have regular tv we had like we didn't have cable i guess interesting Uh, so we had like three channels um, one of them being uh, the channel that I would watch Star Trek on, uh, UPN. Uh, it was like the Paramount Network that wow. I don't think it exists anymore. Yeah. Or at least I think now it's changed its name. But um, but yeah, so I, so I would have to go to like my grandparents' house if I wanted to watch cable. So I think in that way, my parents were sort of like, there's not really a whole lot here for him to be distracted by. We may as well <laughs> get him some video games, I guess. You know, he's got to have... He's got to have something yeah. for when he's, you know, for just for just something ambient for right. him to enjoy. And he totally loves these video games. Um, but yeah. OK, let's start talking about it. Yeah. Where are we going to rank this? So so you would you would if, if Turtles in Time was on the list, you would rank this above Turtles in Time. Yes. though. Yeah, I would. OK, I would. Yeah, cool. for sure. I would probably do the same. But I also like I said, the soundtrack to Turtles in Time Cast a long shadow for, for me. Sure. The yeah. game itself, I liked it a lot and I played it a lot when I was a kid, but it's not quite it wasn't quite precise enough. I right. don't know. I liked I liked it. It's the janky to go back ups. and play it. It's really janky too. It's just it yeah. feels really off. Um but I I think it was some of the more interesting levels, at least. Um level design. Um not not like yeah. mechanical level design, but like art level design. Uh, yeah yeah that's got some great stuff in it but yeah i don't know it's hard for me to even think about a tens here i mean i love the game a lot but it still has that shallow quality right like it's a Mm -hmm. it's in that vein of like how i like okay i don't like goldeneye but goldeneye is a similar sort of thing to me which is like it's just this it's exactly this it's this multiplayer nostalgic experience whereas shredder's revenge is this multiplayer nostalgic experience that also is like beautiful and hilarious and i i still like like i like it quite a lot but i i don't know what kind kind of staying power it has basically well i got mine i know what tens group i think that it belongs in okay um so do you want me to reveal that yeah tell me tell i'm i'm thinking i'm thinking of two different ones so i just i have i have i have i have a huge range basically so 
Okay. You'll well, help me I'm narrow it I'm thinking that it belongs in the 30s. I, and you know um, what? I think that's fair because my range was 20s or 30s. And I'm looking at 20s and I'm like, it's like I could make a case for it above maybe like Pikmin. I could make a case for it above a couple random things in the 20s. But then when I look at the 30s, it's like this is the this is the vibe. Your Mario Kart 64s, your yeah. your journeys, your Sonic the Hedgehogs, your Klonoa 2s. It's in it's in this ballpark. I think I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's exactly where it belongs. Okay, so let's read uh, out the 30s for everybody. Um, so that you know where we're going to be ranking. So number 30 right now is Secret of Monkey Island, 31, Kirby Superstar, 32, Mass Effect 3, Klonoa 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 1991, Halo 3, Journey, Inside, Journey to Silius, Mario Kart 64, and then number 40 is Inscription. I think we can start it above Inscription. I don't, I don't think that... Yeah. I don't think I, I mean, even need to have that conversation. I feel like I can even start it... I'm, I, I can make it go right above mario kart 64 pretty quickly because mario kart 64 is i mean very similar right mario kart 64 held an incredibly similar spot to uh turtles in time right it's just the game i played the pants off of with other people in my house Mm -hmm. or whatever and mario kart 64 is still quite good like if this if this were a turtles in time episode turtles in time would probably go below mario kart 64 uh, realistically yeah, in terms of how it yeah. now feels as a modern experience um and modern mario kart 64 still feels pretty good but i think that like the sheer joy of shredder's revenge is a lot harder to do the needle they have to thread to make nostalgia not feel um cheap and goading mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and and just like condescending this game never feels like it's condescending me it genuinely feels like we are on the same side me and the developers and the artists it's like oh we all just love this thing so much it's not trying to cash in on my nostalgia it's trying to share nostalgia with me yeah and it's also it's pretty punk rock compared to something like mario kart 64 right you know what i mean it feels like yeah. a little more of a uh, you know, a sincere expression of just love for the turtles. And also right. the turtles are cool. Turtles are cooler than Mario, even though <laughs> Mario has a lot better games. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mario's just merely a plumber. I'm not looking forward to this Mario movie. I'll tell you that much. I feel like this Mario movie is going to ruin Mario a little bit for a little while, you know, and I don't like that. I think Mario Mario's, Odyssey did so much work in making Mario really goofy and fun again, and yeah. then they're going to turn it around with this dumb movie. Although yeah. I don't know, I don't know, Hunter. You said this is a whole tangent we're going to go on. I think Mario's going to get less cool, but I think Donkey Kong and Bowser are about to go up in my in stock. I don't. I'll I'll believe it when I see it with sure. Donkey Kong. I the the in the trailer Bowser looks like he might be fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean I think Jack Black will bring something fun to Bowser. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this Chris Pratt Mario stuff. <laughs> I mean, nobody does. Nobody does. No one's That's happy not a take. about it. Sure. Yeah. Why is Nintendo doing like making this choice where like everyone is just like, ah, it feels like somebody Chris knows. Mario. You know what I mean? Like they had to know that this would, yeah. that this would be the response. I don't know. Yeah. Did they not like? I thought they do like testing with this stuff. Did they not ask like anyone <laughs> like what they person. think? Yeah. Like I don't know. Anyways. Um, so yeah, it goes above Mario Kart 64. Let's talk about Journey to Silius a little bit. Although yeah. we don't really need to talk about it too much. Uh-uh. Um, Journey to Silius is cool. I uh, really like that NES music. Yep. Um, it's a Mega Man style game versus like a beat 'em up style game. Yep. Um, but it is not, you know, 
it's it's i don't i think it's an interesting game to revisit and i really like the episode where we played it yeah um but it's still a jank experience it's still got some like cruft yeah i mean whatever whatever jank is (laughs) i love jank all right jank don't you love some jank but there are parts of that game where even you have to admit the jumps now the jumps were not doing it (laughs) well that's because of the emulation that was all the emulation i'm gonna blame the tools on that one Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna blame the game all right love the game um but is it better than you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. I, I don't think so. Yeah. But I do think they're like kind of in a similar range. Yeah. To me. Um, they're not that different. Inside mechanically, I think is pretty good, but I think Inside's heart is a lot uh darker and in the wrong place than Shredder's mm-hmm. Revenge, right? Shredder's Revenge, the people I want to hang out with, the people that made right. Inside, I would uh never want to talk to in person. I, I no thank you. Uh, it just yeah. doesn't seem like a fun conversation to have. I'm not a big fan of Inside, which has come up numerous times. I actually, though, on my own personal list, I actually rated Journey to Silius above this game just slightly. Uh-huh. Uh, but Inside was like much lower than right. where I ranked Shredder's Revenge on my list. So I have no problem putting Shredder's Revenge above yeah. Inside. And I kind of knew I wasn't really going to get Journey to Silius over either, which is fine. Sure. Um, let's uh, let's just breeze on past that what about journey journey was a pretty big game journey's a weird one right because I had such a specific experience with it that I think I, I hope people don't think I had a negative experience with journey um it's just that I accept it as the little singular piece of art that it is and was for me right I yeah. had the experience I had and the developers intended for me to have some kind of experience that would be wholly dependent on the person I found on my journey. Right, or right? if you that, found anyone. If you yeah. found anyone, like that is part of the experience of journey is you get what you get out of it. And I got yeah. such a kind of funny little magical thing um, that was flawed in some ways, but that's sort of the beauty of it. So like, I mean, obviously when you talk about that game company and, and, and very specifically journey, um, like, it's some of the highest striving art in video games. Like they're the ones trying to be, you know, at the top of that list. They, I, there mm-hmm. was a recent, I was listening to a recent, I'm going to steal someone else's like joke or whatever, but uh, on insert credit, they were talking about journey for a little bit, but more importantly, they were talking about like video game awards and they were like giving journey a, an award is like a requirement. It's like, you feel like you have to, you don't want to give them the big awards. Cause you're just like, you're too stupid. You're the VGAs or whatever. Right. But yeah, you know, yeah, you would yeah. be laughed out of the room if you didn't if give you didn't. them one award, they get if cinematography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So journey has that quality to it that I very much agree with, which is just like, you have to, re- you're, it's required that you respect it or else you don't get to talk about this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of a to use a Oscars analogy. It's kind of a best original screenplay. Exactly. Type award, yeah. You know, that's that's kind of what Journey gets. If you don't know, every year the actual best picture at yeah. the Academy Awards is called best original screenplay. <laughs> that's the best movie of the year yeah. most of the time, and right. best picture itself is rarely it's stupid. Sometimes thing. it is, but rarely is that actually the best movie. That cinematography came out that year. is the other one, right? Best cinematography is very often top cinematography can go either way can be though, really sometimes weird. they get they get really attached to like some movie uh-huh. that means nothing like do right. you remember when ford versus ferrari <laughs> was at the academy awards and it was like 
sweeping all of the i don't even know if it won cinematography oh but won a bunch of like technical awards and i was just like who movie, cares right? i don't care about that movie at all yeah um anyways uh so we got shredders we got it versus a, maybe Journey. A, wait we did not decide no we didn't we, i don't know what to do with it that's my problem is like one is this like high art and one is like Hey, come on, shut up, just have some fun. It's like one, one of the... One is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. Anyway, so, so let's just make it that simple, Matt. So in What's between, let's have Journey stand in for high art uh -huh. versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, Matt, what are you going... Are you going to pick high art or are you going to pick the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Now, Matt, don't lie to me. I know. Don't lie to no, the listeners. I won't. It's, Tell me what you're gonna pick. Yeah, if you look at the top of our list, you uh -huh. could you could be convinced of either storyline. I feel like you know, like Disco Elysium suggests we like art. Silent Hill Two suggests we like art. You know what I mean? We like mm. games that say something. But then you look at like I don't know, Katamari. Games are not. I'm, you know what? I don't know. I'm tired of this. I don't think games are art. Actually, <laughs> they're I think not. Games Nothing are is games. art. There's no such thing as Screw art. Screw art. Art sucks. I hate <laughs> art. Art blows. Art is nothing compared to the turtles, in yeah. my opinion. No, Anyways, I, go ahead, go I ahead. no, I I agree. I'm, that's the point I'm making. Is I I want I because I, I think it's gonna look wrong if I don't address that. Like our top five is like video games as art, sort of, but like a pizza party shut up nerd get out it's my birthday it's my birthday and i'm having a pizza birthday. party and we're playing shredder's revenge and i'm having more fun i'm having way more fun fun also, factor 10 out of 10 also i hate the idea of describing our top 10 as as art sure like i i do not think i know i don't think disco elysium needs to be art disco elysium's <laughs> better than art uh -huh. it's a great game yeah that's all it needs it doesn't right. need someone to come along and be like is this art or not this silent is, hill 2 i give it the stamp of game. art the art yeah, approval I, stamp <laughs> we do not need to stamp any of these things with art and we definitely need to make sure that people understand that this is a see i don't want people getting confused this is a stupid show yeah okay right and on a stupid show yep. you pick the turtles you don't pick <laughs> art <laughs> anyway for so nerds I, man I think right. Shredder's Revenge goes above Journey. Yeah. Uh, well, then after Journey is Halo 3, which there's some fun multiplayer love and nostalgia. Okay. The, like, like, the only reason Halo 3 is where it's at on this list is because of my continued admiration of the laughs I've had with it. Right. Yeah. It's a party. I mean, Halo it's 3 is just as much not art as Turtles are, I yeah. would sort of say. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I I just don't I don't feel like Halo Three is as Halo Three is a lot going on yes, in it, right? And a lot of that experience is bad, not so good to me. <laughs> yeah. And then Shredder's Revenge is real lean by mm -hmm. comparison, and is like here's just this one thing. Now, you know, less does it, you know, doesn't make it better. Like I'm sure. literally saying it's less ambitious, so. <laughs> Therefore, it wins. Yeah. But like Halo 3 fails at a lot of stuff. Right. And a lot of its placement on the list has to do with just the fact that we didn't play Halo Reach as much, really much right. afterwards. Sure. So, like, I feel like it's kind of here by circumstance. And I think that this Turtles game is actually a cool, interesting thing that they did. It, what's weird is that in the context of this conversation with our master list, I'm down to be really nice to this game. Yeah. 
But if we're talking about the end of the year, sure. of this year, this game isn't even going to be on my top five right. of games I played that came this out year. this year. Right. This is not a goatee to me. No. But it's a cool game, it's and it's got time. this like legacy. It feels, it feels fun to give it some points here. Yeah. I will leave it up to you, though, because I am... I am just less hot on Halo 3 in general. Right. And after Halo 3, it's going to there's going to be some conversation. It's going to get a lot tougher. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I and I I agree that the 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 bad stuff in Halo 3 is way more apparent than any of my like, you know, we had a couple nits, right? But I, those are all really tiny things. Overall, it's such a joyful little game, little, you know, just little experience whereas, you mm-hmm. know, Halo 3 certainly is not is not that. So, I think it goes above, but yes, we are about to come into uh, the end of of this uh, somewhere in these next couple. So next up is Sonic the Hedgehog 1991, a game that is probably up this high because of you, right? I, yep. I, I certainly did not like Sonic the Hedgehog this much. Um, so probably I'm not doing I'm not doing like a personal list thing like Hunter is. But I mean, I would easily put Shredder's Re- Revenge above it on my personal list. But right. is that as important as how much I assume, Hunter, you might have passion for Sonic over shredder's revenge i don't know this is the question i ask you then well is so yeah so on my list sonic the hedgehog 1991 is like number 25 yeah um and then on our collective list here it's about what like 10 spots lower well like nine spots lower than that right um so it's not like a huge variance but it's it's a it's a bit wide there yeah sonic the hedgehog one is is important to me because I just think the whole series of the early games, anyways, yeah. I think they all just slap, right. and that's 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 my point right. with that. Is like I think that in our final list of ten thousand games, whenever we finish doing this show, right. I still think Sonic, like that, most of the Sonic games will be in the top two fifty, if right. not like when it comes to the early. I, when I say Sonic, I just mean you know the ones I'm t- the two D Sonic. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I think most of them will be in the top 250. And that's all that means to me with the whole Sonic the Hedgehog being uh, as high as it is on this list. Right. Now, Shredder's Revenge is probably better than Turtles in Time. It's probably better than those NES ones. It's probably the best Turtles game. Yes. And I say probably with an asterisk because I'm not a huge completionist on the Turtles. Yeah. But I think this is probably the best experience you can have. Um, and I mean, but I mean, is the series as a whole that important to me? Not really. Right, right. But I could be talked into it because I'll say this. If it gets past Sonic, it could get past Klonoa 2 for me. Right. So it's almost worth seeing in that way. Here's here's something I'm thinking about because I'm, I'm even convincing myself to not let it go above Sonic for this reason alone. F- from an art perspective Mm -hmm. sonic the hedgehog it is insane that it exists that has been kind of our our go-to talking point with that game too is the idea of like sega came out was like here's our mascot look at all the like look at the crazy decisions we've made look at all of the you know like we're it's very bold right i would say as a exercise as an exercise in nostalgia Shredder's Revenge is very cool, but as an art achievement in that respect, it's doing almost nothing original. It is only pulling from 
references and uh and and things we all remember it's playing with you and that's what makes it so joyful is playing with your memory and and playing off of these things but it provides almost nothing new to the experience and sonic the hedgehog one is like definitively a was a new crazy bold very well executed from an art perspective like there's so much to that it is it, I mean, all of the series owes itself to the decisions made in that first game. And, and it's it's insane that they did as much as they did um, on the Genesis and with this crazy world and character and everything yeah. like that. I, yeah. I think that that's where the legacy points take over here is Shredder's Revenge is great. I want to play it. It has no standing the test of time, right? It's, yeah. It lasts as long as my nostalgia to play this thing lasts. What's going to hurt Shredder's Revenge in five to ten years is are am I expected to someday have nostalgia for Shredder's Revenge? No, well, I want to go back and play Shredder's Revenge. Nah, that doesn't nah. make sense. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, huh? Yeah, I mean, I do think we are being really nice to this game because it's it's... It's a fun celebration, yeah. but in a re-ranking episode, I could see this game falling like quite a, a bit, bit yeah. in the future because it could just be that the memory of it will fade. I, I, I have now, you've you've inspired me mm-hmm. to sum up this game actually, and it's only going to work if you played Sonic Mania. But <laughs> in Sonic Mania, there are two types of levels. There are remixed versions of old Sonic levels, and those are really good. And then there's new levels, and those are amazing. <laughs> the new Sonic Mania, the level, the Sonic Mania levels that are not references to old levels are unbelievable. Hmm. Like very, very, like the best stuff in that game are these like kind of new angles, these new gimmicks they've come up with for Sonic to explore, and I love them so much. And that is that original stuff is so good yeah. that that's why I want a Sonic Mania 2, right. is to explore that stuff more. Right. I don't need more references to old, old games. It was nice, and that helped me get into this project. Right. But I left being like, I just want new Sonic levels. Right. And the thing about Shredder's Revenge is it's as if it's Sonic Mania, but all the levels are just the remixed old levels. Yep. And you don't get that new, exciting... Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, they need to do a Shredder's Revenge 2. Nope. That, that's not really going to happen with me. Right. I think this is a cool, really, really cool thing that they did, and it's an excellent tribute. <laughs> but it is it, it is merely a tribute. It is not a tribute and a way forward. Yep. You, know? you know what I compare it to? Um, very, very similarly, the first season of Stranger Things is like okay. this homage to 80s yeah. kids on bikes supernatural yeah. adventures and D D and all this stuff and i completely bounce off of all later seasons of stranger things i believe stranger things was pitched as like a it was supposed to be an anthology series it's like second yeah. second season of stranger things was supposed to be a completely different thing but people got so hooked on the characters that we just kept doing that and i've never enjoyed i've heard the newest season actually is like finally retaking some ground on that front of like ah it's gonna be fun mm-hmm. again i haven't watched it because i'm i've bounced off it so hard but that first season felt so good because of the nostalgia factor. That is how Shredder's Revenge feels, is like season one of Stranger Things, which is funny because both of them 
their most recent implementations are wholly based around a marketing campaign about old pizza boxes. Uh, the two pizza, <laughs> the two pizza things. Apparently, '80s was just pizza time. I tell you what. Well, that's when we discovered pizza. <laughs> is in the '80s. Pizza didn't really exist, and then the '80s they found it. Yep, they were we like, found Look, pizza. here's pizza." <laughs> And then it was declared the greatest food, and pizza did not exist before the 80s. And yeah, yeah. Ronald Reagan invented pizza, and he deregulated cartoons so that they could be more violent, and they could sell you toys, uh -huh. all right? These were the main things that Ronald Reagan wanted for America, was violent cartoons that sell kids toys. And pizza. And pizza. <laughs> Thank Perfect. you, 1980s. There was no downside to you at all. <laughs> and nothing else bad happened. Uh, and nothing right. else bad happened, and we do not live in your horrible shadow. Thank you, <laughs> 1980s America. What a great time. Uh, congratulations to TMNT Shredder's Revenge, the 35th best game of the these 62, 63 games we've talked about. Hey, it did well. It, it did, did exceptionally quite well. well. It beat out a it's, lot of good stuff. I like that you keep bringing up the idea that this is going to get hurt in the re-ranking. This is a fun game for my moment right in this, like right yeah. now. But yeah, I think it has absolutely no legs and we will see what happens down the it's line. It's one of those games. It's just like it's, it's a fun game in the moment, but yeah. I feel like once you get away with from it your memories of it are just going to kind of be like yeah that was just i didn't keep any of yeah, that right i didn't keep any of that experience like last week we talked about anachronox mm -hmm. that is a game that that sucks you know it's, <laughs> it's not even a good game but in a year i'm probably gonna be and and you know mark my words check yeah. check this out yeah in a year we're gonna be talking about anachronox in like a re-ranking episode uh -huh. and we'll be like you know what i mean it was pretty interesting i've been thinking about it for a year now right. i i have already stopped thinking about shredder's revenge yeah i am already one foot out the door yeah. thinking about next week mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. like that's that's the kind of game that shredders revenge is yeah but hey have your weekend with right it. we all rent have... this game this is why hunter so the last thing to talk about is you call this game an xbox game and there's yeah, a reason think... why this is an xbox game yeah so microsoft snatched this game at the last minute and i think they did the smart thing they put this game on game pass day one yeah and this is a perfect game pass game because I don't you don't need to own this game right you need to have access to it yeah play it with your buddies and then probably just move on with your life now obviously if you're a huge fan get you know whatever go crazy go nuts get, do whatever you want to do but if you're just like kind of casually interested in this game it is a perfect little game to just have a weekend with on game pass yeah like and that is that is also gonna say since the original turtles games were like kind of the perfect types of games to rent for the weekend maybe your experience of it on Game Pass for a weekend is more authentic yeah. <laughs> to its legacy right. than those of you that bought it. How dare you buy a <laughs> Turtles game and what, just own it? Like you just get to own? You can't own the Turtles, yeah. man. That's gross. We're in the 80s of the of this new millennium and the 80s of this new millennium is you don't own anything, friend. Don't no. own a single thing. How dare you? Just rent stuff for a while. And then when corporations fail to preserve it, you can steal it because 
you have to because you have to because that you just have to do that because they're just gonna let all of the hits we're living in the early era of the video game you know what i mean it's like what it's like the 1930s as far as uh, film comparison goes and these corporations are just burning the film canisters and just being like nobody's gonna care about any of this stuff and that's why we have to steal it because it has to be kept somewhere right for all you know there's going to be a nuclear war and most of the hard drives that have all these pirated games on them are going to be vaporized right. except for yours. So you need to have a good <laughs> library, buddy. You need to pirate it all now and keep it secret. Keep it safe not, or else it will pass from all knowledge. Not only is piracy not a crime, it is an obligation. <laughs> you have to pirate, okay? You have to pirate or these corporations have to decide to actually do the preservation that they need to do, all right? This is this is my actual soapbox right yeah. now. It's not, uh, there's no moral question with pirating old video games. You have to do it. Yeah. You do not have a choice. <laughs> I have recruited you now uh-huh. to do this, okay? Nice to meet you, now I'm here to beat you with full force. Mess up your facial features. Hasta la vista, I'm selling all your little seasons. All y'all stuff your face with is pizza, pizza. Old Gamers Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac. The line like a letter, smash all of you turtles, put you back together. Indeed, I squish turtles like a tight girdle. In the obstacle, I clear it like a high hurdle. My stomach cringes for all of you fake ninjas. Fighting you a winless, show you what revenge is. Diabolical moves, strike with mad vengeance. Ag Splinter, he know coming with bad intentions. We came to lose, came to lose, we came to lose.